0: And it's 8.04 on Wednesday night, and I'm back. Okay, you can't get rid of me. Simcha Cohen is here with Nisim. I missed my friend Nisim. And uh, I'm back, and we're on the air. Ask Dr. Simcha, and we're ready to hear what you have to say. Nisim, how are you doing? you had
1: a Hashem. First of all, we missed Nusen also. He's yeah. sick in bed. Oy. So, yes, so he couldn't uh, replace me. I was supposed to be in a chasana tonight of uh, Yaniv. Chatuna, uh, but uh, Hanif, Yaniv from Pascada now is they married, so Mazel Tov, Yaniv.
0: Ah, Yaniv, okay. New Mazel Tov, but, yes, but yeah. the show must go on. Yes. So I asked, so I was, I was asking somebody. I said, "What kind of music you listen to?" He goes, "Whatever's on j Route. <laughs> so, anyways, so I was back. I, I had a a few a few weeks break. Baruch Hashem, I, I, I really miss being here. And uh, I, I, I I missed it a lot, but we're ready to we're ready to go. These are parashiyot that are so solid. Last week's parsha was like was so jam packed. You know, so it made such an impact on me. In last week's parasha. I could hear it every single year. Moshe Rabbeinu asks Hashem, "How any not Says Hashem, "Show me your kavod. Let me see you." See, like you see like eh, eh, eh. how many times Moshe Rabbeinu, Evid Iman does everything, he takes care everything. He says show me, your, show me. So what does Hashem say? You can see my chorai, not my panay. Right? You can see my, front, my back, not my front. And what does he say? He says, Chanotiyet Asherachon, Vichamtiyet Asherachon. I will forgive who I want to forgive and I will have compassion on who I want to have compassion. So what's, what is that? How is that? So The answer is, that is the kolach of Hashem. Hashem's kolach is, He has the ability to forgive anybody. Even though it's terrible, terrible against Hashem, but He is the only one that's able to forgive. And He has the gevura, He has the power to do it. So I saw a sign that made a tremendous impact on me. And, and so it, it's something that was so, so big that, that it's just something that says something so powerful. And, and, and it's, it's something that it's about forgiving. And, and, and what it says is, I never knew how strong I was until I had to forgive someone who wasn't sorry and accept an apology I never received. That's Hashem. Hashem every day forgives everybody. He gives us life, whether we're sorry or not. And when a person is able to do that, then a person's doing something so great. So great. A person's not sorry, but I forgive them anyways. Because Because I don't want them to be hurt because of me. Don't want them to suffer. Okay, ready to take some calls. We have any calls? Yes. Okay. uh,
1: The number one fan.
0: My number one fan. I missed you, Laser Diamond. How are you? Yeah, how
1: are you?
2: Baruch Hashem, I miss you. Every Wednesday, I think of I the whole week about your show.
0: Oh, you're such a tzaddik. You, know you know how yes. to make somebody and feel... S- you
2: know, you bring a lot of... You, sure you should keep it up for 120. I appreciate and it so much. Everybody should uh, learn from you. Should be shalom, Admi Dalli, what you have and what you make for God, yourself. Thank be you well. so much.
0: You make me feel so good. Tell me how you're doing.
2: Baruch Hashem, I'm doing okay.
0: Okay, so tell me three things that we need to hear this week.
2: Oh, so I'm talking about oh, forgiveness. I, to, I was talking about forgiveness. We have to dive better. We have to learn better. We have to have more. We have to talk more appropriate.
0: Right. More what about forgiveness? What this are, what I see it a lot. You, you
2: have to have it in this world a
0: lot. Yeah, we do. What, what about forgiveness? Yeah. What about forgiving people?
2: Yes, that's also. Yeah, that's very hard for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, it is. It's very hard for a lot of people. Sometimes yeah, have a
2: very hard time with
0: it. But you know what? That's I hard. can tell you're a very forgiving person. I can tell that yep. you have a very easy time forgiving. Am I right? Ooh, me? Yeah, you.
2: Yeah, I know. For me, it's, it's easy because I, 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 I learn the life. You have to sometimes whatever happens happens. You have to, you know, a good person doesn't have to get angry over a little thing.
0: It doesn't pay. It doesn't pay. That's
2: right. I like this. Yeah, I like. I miss your show a lot. Have and a great day. Dr. Thank, you, too. thank you so Take much off. for the
0: call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Anyways you
1: know it it We talking about forgiveness and are talking about I, I, I would recommend no. talking about forgiveness and all this recommend i you know i know that it's a fit to all the kids but the adults definitely the book tomer devora so i
0: can tell you tomer devora when i was 18 years old i went to my mashkiach of Aryeh rotman in israel and i said i want to become calmer and he told me to learn the first Sha'ar of Tomer Devorah. I I learned it. It made such an impact on me. I learned it once a day for over three years till it got into my blood. And you know something? I don't, when I see it, it's about being compassionate like Hashem and it's viewing the world through the eyes of Hashem, if possible, and I can honestly say that very, very little gets me upset about me. I get upset about other people. I get upset about Torah. I get upset if I see somebody, like if I hear somebody doing something to a kid, educator or parent, it gets me upset. But not the point where I, I. And it also teaches me how to think differently. It was so. It's so beautiful because I had a guy. He told me he's going to speak to me on 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 Tuesday. So I had a meeting today, and he was supposed to give me an answer to something on Tuesday. I texted him. I emailed him. I called him. No answer. No answer. I said to myself. So another person said, Ah, oh, the guy. The guy's not good. He's avoiding you. He's not going to come through. I said in my heart, I said, I'm sure he's traveling. So the guy says, what do you mean if he's traveling? He would have told us he's traveling. I said, no, I bet you he's traveling. must be traveling. And I really felt it. I get a call this morning from the guy. I am so sorry. I got an emergency. I had to travel. I knew it. I said, I knew it. I said, if you didn't answer my text, that you're traveling. And when you think that way, life is so much Happier and easier. If anybody wants to know how how come Nisim and I are so calm, this is
1: why. Because you know what, I I, I had I had the privilege to speak in uh, Sheva Bachot oh. and very very important to see that we, um, you know, when we grew up, we thought that we know something, <laughs> and you know, we did that. Oh, I know something. I know everybody. You know and this old man is, is does not don't know nothing, nothing and I, I know better you know you know the feeling you know yep. especially especially teenagers uh, they they're smarter than any 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 For anyone sure. anyone in in the universe they're smarter they know everything they know everything and i was one of them i tell you <laughs> i was one of them yeah. and a little bit uh, get older and i found myself that i don't know nothing that's right the teenagers I, know everything we don't know anything you don't, you don't know anything and the, the most important thing is that to see that our Akadosh Baruch Hu running the show. That's right. It's nothing to do with us. I'm telling you, nothing. nothing to do with us. What we think, you know, I was sitting yesterday with with a, a, a father, a very concerned father, that his daughter, unfortunately, had a divorce. And, you know, Mehmet, she, I, she, I, 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 I looked at her, I was feeling very, very, you know, a pain. I felt the pain I felt the pain also the father and I told him listen don't look back don't right. look back That's right. just look forward see what the kadosh Hu is planning for her. because it's not just something bad that kadosh Hu is doing it's right it's only good stuff but we don't know and we don't understand this you know we don't understand what what is the what is good and I told him the story i don't know if you if you're interested about the story about Yudah Rabbi, Rabbi yudaptaia it was very very big mekubal and you come from me from iraq from baghdad and he come to yerushalayim big big mekubal used to to talk with the, the neshamot, the the soul all of all and then one day one night basically when he's doing this all this uh, is is spiritual uh things it come to him as a, 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 oh, a ghost <laughs> let's say like this you know somebody said listen I was a very, very handsome boy. Unbelievable handsome boy. And ladies ran after me. You know, ladies was you know a temptation. I was a temptation a lot. And I did a lot, a lot of mistakes. I did a lot of sins because of this. And I I I, I just asking you, begging me to you to, to help me to, to raise my soul. So this rabbi took it seriously and he basically the mektikonim, you know, you know, the konim in English, I don't know, you know Correction. correction, really through during the during uh, come things there. And one night, come back to him, I said, Listen, you succeed, thank you very much. I was, I, I had a retrial up in heaven, and basically, the punishment converted that I will bo- come back to uh, to the earth. Uh, and re re recon, re reincarnate. Okay? So now Okay, so no, but it's funny. But I ask the Beddin I asked the Beddin that will be I will be the most ugly person in the world. Most ugly person in the world. And they agree. And that's it's amazing, you know, to see. Now, after a few months, Somebody come to Rabbi Fatiha, you know, born really monster boy in Yerushalayim. Really. So the Rabbi ran immediately to the parents, said, listen, don't leave this boy. I will teach him. I'll, I'll guide him. Leave him to me. But imagine this boy growing up, 13 years, 14, 15, 18. Look at the mirror, said, gee, why you make me so ugly? You know, and he didn't know, he doesn't know, he didn't remember that he can, he is the person that asked to be ugly. See, but this is, this is
0: what I say all the time. I don't ever ask why. I don't ask why. The question I ask is what? What should I do? Kids, if you're having trouble in school and you're not doing well in school, okay? So you ask So you, you you ask you ask what, not why. And what does that mean? If a kid, let's say a kid, some kids are smarter than other kids. So I had a kid, he was Mamash. He wasn't smart. He wasn't smart. He had other smarts. His smarts were he was street smart, meaning he could talk to you or to me or to anybody, but with beautiful hen. But when it came to learning, he couldn't pass tests. So he used to cry to me. He goes, "Why am I like this?" I said, "Let's say his name was Billy." I said, "Billy," I said it doesn't pay. Why? Ask what. What are you gonna do with this? What are you gonna do? This is your life. What are you gonna do with it? Because what do you mean? What am I gonna do with it? So what could you do with your personality? So he says, "Well, you know what? I could do chesed. I could be the nicest guy." I can. So I went, and he was graduating my school. Kings Bay. And I went to Rabbi Hillel Haber Tzaddik. I said to him, Rabbi Hillel, I said, I want you to accept this boy. I said, he says, his grades are a disaster. I said, he, just let him sit in your classes. Just let him soak up the environment. He's a good boy. He's left off. He's in the shama Tova. And just, Rabbi Hillel Haber said, no problem, 100%. I communicate with this boy on Facebook. He's married. He has five kids. And he's a beautiful, beautiful life. And he knows. So you know what? And he's in a business that doesn't demand. And it's good with his intelligence. And he said, and he serves Hashem through his actions, being kind, doing things.
1: Because I I have said that we all have a purpose in this place. And we don't know. But to say why it's, it's no it's not sheyach. It's not sheyach. Okay. So, uh, Rabbi Dr. Simcha, we have a caller. On, uh, we have a caller. Okay.
0: Hi, you're on the air. Me? Yeah, you, you.
2: I have a question. What do you have, brother, that's really annoying? What do you do?
0: So, I'll tell you. I have the, I have the perfect answer for that. So, generally, generally, when you tolerate somebody, so you're doing a chesed. And you know what? You're doing a chesed for that person. When you tolerate your brother who's in your family, who right now is annoying, but later on may be your best friend, you're investing in your lifetime. And it's, it, this, is, this is one of the things because siblings are not the same age unless they're twins. So you're going to have either a younger brother or an older brother that's going to be annoying. And you have to you have to live with it and you have to, if he's younger than you, teach him, what he's doing that's that's annoying, tell him this is what you do that's annoying, and tolerate it, and tolerate it. And and then if he has a younger brother or younger sister, he'll be that way to her or to him. It's the best investment. And I could tell you that because I'm the youngest in my family. And I was everybody's younger brother, and I have to
1: tell you, I was very annoying. You know what, uh, you're talking about twin even twins. We have twins. Yeah, I have twins and the twins also. the twins can can be annoying each other very, very much. Right. But when you touch them, uh, they they already one. Right. But this is something that I would say again, what is the purpose of life? Is 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 God just put you on a trial to see how you tolerate. And I tell my kids, you know what, if you are now getting got in got insulted from, from someone, close your eyes and this is the Opportunity to ask whatever you want because you got insulting. You know, right. this is something that, yeah, a hundred percent. But how old is your brother,
2: Mike? Fifteen.
0: Fifteen. And how old are you? Twelve. Okay. So if he's an older brother, and he's annoying. So how does he annoy you? He like no, he bothers me. So listen, you know what? So don't if he's an older brother and he's bothering you, don't don't let it get to you. He's he's. Fifteen-year-olds can be pretty annoying, <laughs> just in general. Yeah, yeah, And and, and, try and of avoid I do. I it. let I, him bother me. What?
3: I should let him bother me.
0: You know what? Try and avoid it. I mean, as time goes on, you're gonna get into high school, and 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 you're gonna and it depends how serious it is. It's he's bothering you. If he's like really making your life miserable, then maybe your parents should speak to him. If he's just um treppering you then you know what? Deal with it. Is he stomp trapping you or is he really, really... He's making your life miserable?
2: Oh, he's bothering
1: me. What about you? You don't bother him? No. Okay, cause he's 12 <laughs> years old. I wouldn't let it get
0: to me. I would try not to let it get to me. First of all, you have to understand, anything a 15-year-old says about his 12-year-old brother is not true. Okay? Because he's like... He's a 15-year-old. It's like, what... what what, 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 what Unless he's telling you learn Torah and, 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 and you know behave. But what if if he's telling you like if he's giving you social advice or whatever, just like put it in one ear and blow it out your nose. <laughs> don't even don't even let it get through the next year.
2: Okay. okay, thank you.
0: All right. Call me back. Tell me how it works.
2: Okay, bye. Bye. Tell me how it
4: works. Hi,
0: okay, bye. Bye. how it works. How you're on the air. Lower your radio. How you're on the air. Lower your radio. All right. I think we have... Okay. Anyways, how are you on the air?
4: Um, I I have this friend
3: in school. Yeah, he, he touches my stuff. He's really annoying. How can I tell him to stop in the nicest way?
0: Well, I think the nicest way you could tell... How old are you? Me? Yeah. 11. And how old? He's also 11? Yeah. The nicest way you could tell a person to stop something is by putting in what I call an area code. An area code is... Before you dial a number in Brooklyn, you have to dial 718 and Manhattan 212. Before you tell somebody that they're doing something wrong, you have to put an area code. And my area code is, I know you don't realize that you're doing this, but this really, really bothers me. Okay. You tell him that, then you're not attacking him. If you attack him and say, hey, you're bothering me, then he says his immediate action is going to be a defense. He's going to say, no, not. You say, hey, you know what? You're a good guy, and you really don't mean to do this. So I'm telling you this because you're a good guy. Well, you don't realize that this really bothers me. Then you okay, give thanks. the guy a pet give him an ability to say, oh, you know Really, thank you so much. Okay? Okay. Tell me how it works.
3: Um, So I put something on my desk. He starts taking it and starts playing with it. So something you tell decided, him, you know what?
0: what? Listen. Listen. You know what? I know you don't realize it, some people, doesn't bother. It really bothers me. And I know now, that if you would know, now that you know that it bothers me, I'm sure you're going to stop. I don't think that you're stealing it. I'm not accusing you of being inconsiderate. Some people don't mind. I just happen to mind. So if you've put it on yourself, then the person hears it much better. Okay, and thank you. Know where you know I learned that from? I was once with Rav Chrysworth, and Rav Chaim Chrysworth was a, was, uh, was at, we were at a a a, a, a a a we were at a, a, a an office and something was there was something that wasn't psader in the office it was something like it was a book that wasn't psader or something and he he didn't want he didn't want the book to be he was doing a, a kedushan or something he didn't want the book to be in the room so he says you know i have this issue it's my issue it's not your issue and i don't mind but this book bothers me. Do you mind? Because I have a gossip if You just take this book out of the room.
2: Yeah.
0: So the guy says, "No, I don't mind. Of course not. It's no big deal." He didn't say what kind of what kind of that has such a book of Kfira in the room. He said, "It's on me. It's like you know, this is not, I it bothers me. So if you don't mind, do me a favor, Taya. said, of course I'll do you a favor. Okay. Okay. Yeah, thank Good you. Good luck. Good luck. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? them. What's going on?
4: Um. Okay, so basically we have a sub, and like no one's really behaving better.
0: Okay, well, see, I have a theory about substitutes. Substitutes are masochists. You know what a masochist is? Hey, no. they must enjoy pain. Because if you're coming into a classroom and you're teaching as a sub, unless it's like a long-time sub, then you really need to know that either you're really, really good at what you do and you can control the class, are you going to expect for things to be a little bit difficult?
4: I so, know, but our class is, like, really bad.
0: Um, how long is the sub there with you?
4: Maybe, like, six weeks.
0: Six weeks. So I think that... Um, what grade is this? Eighth. Eighth grade. All right. So I think that, you know what? First of all, there's a. Problem. if you missed all that eighth grade material, it's going to really be difficult, and you don't want to be missing that much material. Second of all... Even though it might seem fun, it's no fun to have a teacher who has no control over the class. Cause it's not with, fun. You just
4: come a, home
0: with a mess, headache. Yeah, you, you come home with a headache and you come home mm-hmm. feeling very unproductive. So somebody should, like, tell the teacher, like, you know, can you give us like an incentive to behave? Like, for example, let us let, give us like a little bit recess if we if we do what we're supposed to do, we get our work done. Maybe give us. Some we have the
4: opposite. If you. If you don't behave, then you'll have to be
3: sent
0: home. Right, but that doesn't work because we're not going to
4: behave. It doesn't
0: work. <laughs> it doesn't. So what I used to do when I was a substitute, I used to be like the number one substitute in a very big yeshiva. I used to come in and just tell them, listen, my name is Simcha Cohen. I'm a substitute. I'm here for one reason, and that's $16 cash an hour. I'm not interested in anything else. You make my life easy. I make your life easy. This is the work. Let's get it done. We get it done. You can go home. And I never had any problems.
3: Our class was a very hard class, so I feel yeah, bad. Yeah, but for the these sub. kids
0: were very, very interested in getting. Sometimes they would, they would be beautiful, and then they have fifteen minutes left at the end for recess.
4: But we have to behave if, like the sub can't teach normally. Imagine, let's we had a sub that she didn't really understand the material so well, so it's just very hard to sit in the class.
0: So I think that, well, I don't know. So I think that maybe your parents would like. Wager a complaint to the principal that you know this is going on. I'm sure the principal knows. Maybe the principal can give this sub some guidance. Well,
3: there's nothing worse.
0: Nothing worse. Maybe someone should speak to the principal because another six weeks of this you're going to be jumping out of your. out of your... Yeah, But
4: she can't even do anything about it because she, she said she had a very hard time finding a sub. So they had to you have to just take the No, sub. but I was
0: a principal of the school and when you have a sub that's not functioning well, so you go into the class, you give the class an incentive. You say to the class, I understand that you're being challenged. I understand that it's difficult. Um, you know, I, I, I and t- as a substitute, as a principal, I used to give the substitute some some tools to control the class. I'd go into the class myself and I'd say, "Listen, you guys are having a hard time. I will reward you if you are able to behave." The principal can do that.
3: Maybe.
0: All right. Hey, thank you. good okay, hey, night, bye. Bye-bye. Hi, you're on the air. Who me? Yeah, you. What's going on? Hi, I have
5: an answer that. she's very jealous of us, and and she she like my parents with us and a sleep like go together. Me and another neighbor, she arrived and tell us nice what we're doing, and, and I know, she gets in our way, and, she, and we're trying to be nice to her, but, like, when I talk to her, I know for some reason she has, like, a, she has certain, like, things she hates me, she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to, like, be near me, and when I tell her, please forgive me, she says, no, I can't, and then.
0: Who is, who is this? I, I, you're, it's hard to understand what you're saying. I want to make sure that it's clear. Is, who are we talking about?
5: We're talking about my neighbor. We live Your in the Park villages. Okay. And I have one neighbor. We have a few neighbors our age. And she happens to be in seventh grade when she was whatever. And we're in sixth grade. And me and another neighbor always play with each other. And we, we try to include her sometimes. And, and She's not whenever we... Me and another neighbor gets again. Yeah. She's that, always
3: that, ye-
5: yelling at us why we why we did why we're going together when I'm including her when I try to tell her, Please forgive me, she only forgives the other neighbor and not me and, right, and it's first of all very annoying.
0: So I can imagine. First of all, I need you to know, I have to tell you, you're in seventh grade or you're in sixth grade? sixth. Okay. For a sixth grader Okay, to be conscious of this and to be aware of this and to be going out of your way to try and include somebody and to care if somebody who's maybe not such a, a solid person is screaming at you, that's an extremely, extremely, extremely adult way to be. So and also know I
5: feel very bad for her because she comes from like a home that's like her... She lives in a very small house, and she has, like, seven kids and right. five kids. And she, like, her mother is, doesn't give such good of to her kids. And we, like, try to include them. And she goes to her mother and tells her that, Mavi's these kids are bothering me. And then the next day, I cu- I'm, in her, I'm in the hallway in front of her house. And her mother comes down and starts yelling at me, Why are you so mean to my child? And she, so you, have to and, have
0: like, you have to have Rahmanah's on them. And don't listen, don't don't take it to heart what her mother says. You have to have rachmanis, and you know what? You're just gonna get more schar for your mitzvah. You're just gonna get more schar for your mitzvah, and and it, she'll grow up a little bit, and hopefully, you know what? She'll realize what she'll remember is she'll remember that you tried, and and you can't really do much more than that. You could. Ju- it's important to have patience, and it's important to have rachmanis, okay. but. You know, but it's very hard. You, you know, it's very hard. You do what you could do. You do what you could do. But, uh, no. but I want to focus on the fact that you have such good kavanas. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful okay. thing. Okay? Thank I wish all kids cared about other kids like that. I really do. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>
1: Okay, so can I read the text? Yes, I'm
0: reading. I'm trying to read them and talk at the same time. I'm not able to do. Uh, so I'm I'm trying. So I'm going to read it online. Okay, I enjoy programming. If you don't know, read that, I have a question. Overall, I try to re- be respectful, and listen to authority, which is very hard for me because I don't like when others behave in a superior way. Most of the time, I'm respectful anyway. For the for the time, first time I was suspended and. A month and a half ago, and the second time about a month ago, I tried speaking to the principal. All he told me is that I was disrespectful and I'm wrong. This is my seventh year in school, and because the school suspended me when I try so hard that I usually behave, they should have dealt with it another way, and I became bitter from it. There was someone in my class who pushed pushed another girl to the floor. Nothing happened to her. I'm not sure what to do, and I'm graduating this year before this happened, I had a relationship with the principal and I wanted to resolve it before I graduate. Whoa. Okay, I don't know if you say I have a problem with authority. You certainly are a mature girl and you certainly are an intelligent girl and you're certainly a girl who has her head on her shoulders because you're looking to resolve things the right way. And and I, I think that, that that's, that's really, really important. And a few things I want to tell you. Um, if you had a very good relationship up until now, and it was real, then you should hope and bank on the fact that the relationship will still be there. He may or she may need somebody to intervene on your behalf, and that's fine. Somebody close to you can call up and say, you know what, that this girl wants to say something to you and wants to tell you something. And what you want to tell the, the principal is that I, I I realize I have this issue with authority. I'm trying to work on it. And I don't want my relationship with you to be lost. And if a kid says that to a principal and a principal says anything other than, oh my gosh, of course it's not going to be lost and, and, and you know everything's fine, then that principal shouldn't be a principal. But I think that that's what you should do. Don't be afraid to approach it. Don't be afraid. Don't leave it unfinished. When you graduate, it should be finished and you should leave on good terms okay and if you need if you if you, if you should have somebody intervene on your behalf because if the principal thinks that you're a hoodzmanyak and you approach maybe they, th- they look at you the wrong way somebody should advocate for you and somebody should speak for you and say listen this child this girl wants to speak to you okay I hope that helps and I hope that 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 answers your question
1: We phone but you know read read the other text the one on top in yeah, the, the...
0: I'm sending you in this poem, not because I want to show off, but rather to spread its message. Message I want to share is as follows: Anyone can rise, succeed, and live life to its fullest, even if no one believes in all. You have to do is believe in yourself, believe in, believe and realize you have the power to change the world. Oh my gosh, this is my motto in life. I have the power. We all have the power to change the world. Where's the poem? Is attached. I'm. will be. I'll be sending the poem right now. Okay, send the poem. <laughs> I want to read it. We have the power to change the world. Yes. You and I and everybody. And if you think that Nisim or I thought when we were little that this is what we were going to be doing, no. But you know something? When I was seventeen years old, someone told me right on a piece of paper what I want to do in life, and put it away, and I did. I put it in a wallet. I found the wallet like twenty years later, and you know what it said? It said I wanted to be a mashkiah in yeshiva, so I ended up being a psychologist, but it said I wanted to help people. I wanted to help people who had problems and and that's like that that and, and we have and when you say change the world,
1: it means changing one person, changing your own yourself. world change yourself and change yourself you know that's people- right. You know, see people asking me, "Oh, you make this balcho. I said, "Nobody can make other people. That's right. It's only you can make yourself. Only my, make my yourself." Parenting
0: you? program is parenting by direction, not correction. Yeah. What we show our children direction. This is how I'm going. If we're here. I'm going there. And when I get the most naha is when my children do something, and I ask them where they, what where they did, why they did it. And when a kid says, I thought about what you would do, Dad, when they say that, then I know I feel good. Because that's the, that's, that's, just give the right example. Hi, you're on the air.
4: Hello.
0: How are you doing?
4: Great. My brother's chewing on a football, like a squishy one, and it's getting me really gross, Dad, and I told him to please stop, and he's not stopping.
0: How old is your brother? Um, 10. Okay, and how old are you? 11. Okay, so when a 10-year-old does something annoying, there's one of two things. You can ask them to stop, and if they don't, which they probably won't, because 10-year-olds don't like to stop things that they're doing, and they do chew on footballs, eat silly putty, scratch walls, and do all sorts of silly things, I would pick myself up and go to another room, because that's the only way to win this battle. <laughs>
4: yep, yeah, and that's the, the only room the radio's in, and he's not going to let me take it.
0: Aha, uh-huh. there's no other room in the house?
4: There is, but he's not going to let me take the radio.
0: Ah, it's not, oh, you're listening to radio. Oh, you're both listening to my show. Oh, okay, that's a problem. So listen, buddy, stop chewing on the football so you can both listen to my show.
1: Okay, eat it later. Have it for a snack, not for a main dish. You know what? will put you in hold and you can listen to us. Okay, <laughs> that's right. And Take the and phone also, and you can listen on hold.
4: Um, and also, in the beginning of the year, we had a sob. And, like, nobody acted good. And now, like, we have to catch up on the stuff because my teacher had a baby. Okay. And and my teacher says notes so fast I can't write anything down.
0: Why can't you write anything down?
4: Because she says it so fast. She says that we have to catch up.
0: Right, she, oh, so she's trying to make up time. So you know what? Maybe if she could give you sheets, um, maybe, maybe she, if she gives you sheets, uh, I, I, you know, may, maybe maybe that's a possibility. If she can give you sheets, or, or what she's saying is this way, you can, you can have it. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's a possibility. What do you think? I don't know. You don't know. Um, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's a rough one because, uh, I don't know. It, it's rough when 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 a when 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 a teacher is going fast to make up time. Uh, maybe you could speak to the to, to maybe you can speak to her, ask her, or maybe you can speak to the principal and ask them um, to to like to like figure it out.
4: It's just and also um, there's a kid in my class. She got the flu. Yeah. And then um, like she's absent since last week Wednesday. Yeah. And she's not coming back until until um next week, um on um, Tuesday at like by lunch because her brother's wedding's um on Monday. Okay. And on her buddy and I had to take all her sheets and like the all people are like piling up, like there's no room for any more sheets and I had to explain everything that we did.
1: I'm I'm not understanding. It's ver it's very nice of you, you know. I take it as a very, very compliment. Wow. That you are such a unique girl that uh you that they give you the this kind of job. It's very, very nice of you. Wow, they must think a lot That's, of you. Yeah. And I don't feel bad about it, feel good. Wow. That's right. okay. I wanna read this
0: poem. This is an unbelievable poem. I happen to write poetry, so I wanna read this poem. And I would like this person, whoever wrote this poem, should, should maybe give a way of identifying yourself to us over here at the station because it's a brilliant poem. It's not my choice. I really don't want to live my life with this horrible title, cutting me like a knife. I really can't stand when I win every game. You think you should let me win while you take the blame. I don't need your A pluses for the work I didn't do. I want to be treated exactly like you. Now here is the bombshell. Here is the shock. I love the way I am. It totally rocks. I mean, you're definitely right. There are bumps in the road, but I have something to share. It's a secret code for rising above every day of your life and finding your chances to soar to new heights. My secret involves just looking around and fighting finding a way for your growth to resound. It's just realizing that those around you are wrong when they say there's no meaning or truth to your life's song of determination, will, and happiness, and feeling a need to fill the world's emptiness. I realized that there that there that I realized that we are where it were it not for you. My inner light would never have been able to shine through. Because you claimed I couldn't hold on for too long, I vowed to keep my grip and stay strong. So now I can soar. I can reach for the skies. Now I can tell my peers I can rise. Wow! So powerful. Bravo. Wow. I love it. I'm going to print it up and I'm going to yes. miss- email uh, well, it to I myself. Thinking-
1: I think we'll print, put it here on the, on the ready wall. I, I think we should put it on the website. It's a beautiful, beautiful poem. And it has such a powerful
0: message. And I challenge you to please call in so we could talk to you about it. Because the message is great. And my favorite sound, my favorite line of the whole poem is, which, which line? I love, I love the way I am. It totally rocks. If you love the way you are, and that's where you've gotten, then everything else that says you're different is just rotten. <laughs> no, you. If you've gotten to that place that you've gotten it, you're right. Person just has to know the difference between good and bad. And don't don't give me favors. Don't do me favors. This is the way I am, and I'm gonna serve Hashem the best way, this way. And you know what? I I my biggest dream in life was to sit in Kolel. It was the biggest dream in life. I wanted it so badly. And my Rebbe, I'll never forget, my Rebbe called me over second year base measures. And he said, You're not Miss to sit in Kolel. He says, you got ants in your pants and got ants in your shirt and you got ants in your yarmulke. You got ants in... Says, you you have kohot, to use a different way. You have to say, my brother, my older brother Avi, was such a maspid that he would write down every week how many minutes that he didn't learn, and he would make up those minutes on Shabbat. He was so, so, so into learning. And I wanted to do that, but I couldn't. So I had to I had to accept myself the way I was, and I had to love the way I am, and I had to make it rock. And that's just the bottom line.
1: Uh, Simcha, I want to tell you something that maybe is a secret. You know, I, I was feeling about this song very, very strong. But one thing that many times is bad me, that now I know that if somebody was telling me, "Listen, why you behave like this and why this," I said, "It's me. This is me. What do you want for my life?" You know, I think in a certain way we have to give a little proportion to our life. Understand? I can be, I can, I good, I gave to myself a lot of excuses. But when I say
0: it's me, it's not an excuse. This is me that I've developed yeah, to serve Hashem.
1: It to say Okay. Is, this is who I am. Ma- many times, many times we said but
0: that's why I gave the Hakitama. Okay. that I want to learn in Kolel. Okay. I wanted to learn. So instead, I became a rebbe, and then from a rebbe I became a principal. And when my brother, who was in kollel whole life, became a principal, he called me up and he says, "I hate it." So how could you hate it? It was my favorite thing in the whole life he couldn't take it. For him, he wasn't Mesugah for that. For me, I was. The main thing is, you, en- you enlist in the army of Hashem, and he tells you what division he needs you in. As long as you invest in the army of Hashem, as long as you enlist, he'll tell you where. Some people are going to be Navy. Some people are going to be the, the, the Hel Avir, the pilots. So You know what? I'm sure that every soldier wishes they could be in the Navy. Because that's a certain level of and, and sometimes the Navy may look a hell of years better. And hell may say tzachanim better. But you know what? They pick and they tell you where you belong and what you should be according to your abilities. Someone who's fat isn't going to be a tzachan. They'll just fall too quickly. But he may be a good... Maybe a good with krav. Good, good, good cook. Good cook, right?
1: <laughs> that was...
0: I thought krav, you know, like... <laughs> Because he can be, be big and he can, like, smash the people. <laughs> anyway, thank you for this poem. Thank you so much. It was beautiful. Okay. We have a listener. Okay. Hello. Hello. Hi,
3: you're
0: on, the, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. How are you?
2: Bye-bye. What's going on? Bye-bye.
0: I guess not a lot. <laughs> Anyways. What's okay? Hi, you're on the air.
5: My Mora gives me too much homework.
0: Your Mora gives us to to you. Yeah, that's kind of like a a a problem that most kids have, and Mora's give homework, but it's it's one of those things. It's like having to wear uniforms and stuff. We gotta deal with it, but we're not gonna win the homework war. Not not in this day and age. Sorry, I wish. My sister wants to speak. Okay, then let her speak.
4: Hello? How are you? All, how
0: are you? I'm excellent. What's going on?
4: Um, I want to thank Ashan that my teacher brought her daughter yesterday, so we wasted class time.
0: Okay, okay. Whatever rocks your boat. That's fine. All right, next. Hello? Hi, how are you? Hello? Hey, hi, how are
4: you doing? Yeah, um, my teacher's my teacher's a genius, and he and he puts ninety five pages on the board of math and he thinks that we have to do it for homework. I think we can do it.
0: Oh, yeah, that's so annoying! That's so annoying. When they when they, when they think that we they think they put too much on the board, they think. But you know what? If you can get it, then you'll be better off. Try, try, because you know, he's probably following some sort of curriculum, and don't okay. underestimate yourself. Okay, and it's always better to have a brilliant teacher than to have a numbskull.
1: Because
0: <laughs> whatever a brilliant teacher teaches you, you'll feel challenged and you'll grow. And you'll believe it or not, what grade are you in? Sixth. Sixth grade. So it will benefit you later. Because so when you get into eighth grade and ninth grade and tenth grade math, if you have the foundations, you'll be much better. Okay. okay. The hello
3: hi good evening I have a question yes what happens if you have a teacher that everything you ask her like let's say you have a question in the middle of class on partial, save your question for later later the question comes never comes
0: I hear you I hear what you. do you do with a teacher like that well you're the parent or you're the principal
3: I'm the parent.
0: Okay. So if you're the parent and that's the teacher, you can't do much with a teacher like that. Because you have to deal with it. You have to help your child work around the teacher's style. Because we can't teach our children that they're going to be able to change teachers. We have to teach our children that in life, there are going to be different styles that we have to deal with. If it becomes something that's specifically targeting your child...
3: And if this teacher feels that the child is asking something that she doesn't want to answer, instead of saying to the child, I don't want to answer the question, she will refer her to the principal.
0: So I would teach my child that this teacher can't handle questions. And I would none, say,
3: of my, none of her teachers can handle questions. So what do you do with in, the, in a case like that? that that's hard. That's, that's, that's do you hard. shut up? Well, I mean, see, the thing is like how are you going to learn if you're going to shut
0: up? I, it, to me, it's it's if none of the teachers can handle questions, and the, and the problem is repeating in every class, then I would ask myself what type of questions am I asking? Maybe the questions that I'm asking are not are not questions that that teachers are able to answer. And no, i would, it's still okay you to the subjects. That's, no, that's, but, that's but what it the is. The thing is like this: I would I would first I would teach my child. How old is it? How old is this child?
3: High school age.
0: High school, okay. First, I would teach my child that sometimes some teachers are incapable of answering certain questions, okay, for okay. a few different reasons. A, maybe because the child is asking a question the teacher doesn't have an answer to and the teacher is just too embarrassed to show that. Or sometimes the child is asking, for example, if it's a hashkafa question, sometimes it usually te- is okay so sometimes teachers are challenged by that and teachers are not equipped for that because well,
3: can't the teacher just say I, I think it's a very good question i push it don't have an answer for you
0: that's very hard for some teachers unfortunately i'm not justifying it i'm saying the facts are what they are and I'm what i would i wouldn't get hung up on the quality of the teacher i'm not worried about the teacher i'm worried about your child and what right. your child needs to know is, this is the reality. If your child is asking such important questions, your child is evidently a soulful child who has insightful questions that need to be answered, not because she's challenging, but because she wants to know. Well, guess what? The Rav HaMoronavuchim wanted to know. Okay, the Kuzri wanted to know. They were Mechabr Svarim, were Makubal and Svarim the Rishonim that dealt with these issues of Emunan hashkafa. So yeah. the, the, the the Rambam wasn't afraid to ask and pose these questions. The, the the rishonim were not afraid afraid to pose these questions. It's Only in our day and age, that certain environments factor out emuna and vitachin from the whole curriculum because they're so busy trying to get the get the, the words swallowed up and spit out. So I would two things. I would tell your daughter, don't get hung up on the fact that the teacher is 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 is, is not answering and realize that not every teacher is able to. I would also encourage your daughter not to challenge with these questions because she may just get some teacher who's so insecure, upset, and then start herself problems in the school. And nobody wants that. And then I would take her to Agadol Hador, take her to a very important person who has an ear, and have her pose the questions. somebody who's equipped to answer them. And let her ask her questions. Let her realize the value of exploring Yiddishkeit and, and, and getting understanding.
3: Okay. Thank you very much for your help. Have a good
1: evening. Okay, you Thank too. You. And maybe change the school. That's.
0: But you know what? It's not you gonna... know, no Yeah, right. It's but going to be the way in any school. Ex- exactly. I, 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 I'm not confident. This is the shita yeah. Unfortunately, in certain in, in, in Chaim, I could tell you, they have sessions in hashgafa. Rabbi Turk, the Russian yeshiva rabbis, come in, and they sit and they talk and they talk and they talk. They to today we're learning how, you know what, the kids can ask whatever they want, and they talk about it, and they encourage it, Rabbi, my, my child's Rebbe, Rebbe Musket, certain things, they'll talk, and, and, and they go, and they talk, and they're not afraid to say, I don't know, and and, and the kids come out, okay, certain Rebbeim are capable of doing that, certain Rebbeim are not, certain Morahs are not, in, in each school, and in the Kavit Tzayim, you have certain Rebbeim that can, and certain Rebbeim that can.
1: The, okay, the, uh, but I would say that, uh, as as we said, uh, I teach my kids the reality, it's reality. If you go to a job and you have a boss that you don't like, but you have to follow his instructions. That's right. And uh, the the biggest question is what, what do you want to do from your life? And if you have a really Ashkafa, as you said Ashkafa, go to the right people. Don't go to the uh, you know, the That's people right. that, you, and, and that people close, don't know. Uh, you're not going to go. get
0: close to every Rebbe. You're not going to no, get close to all. every Mora. Certain Uh, moros appreciate, certain moros don't. And you have to teach your kids that if a moro doesn't appreciate you or if a rebbe doesn't appreciate you, so that's that's the way it goes. Different strokes for different folks.
1: Yeah, yes, definitely. There's
0: a rebbe that is very, very Mesudar. He's a beautiful rebbe. And they were going to put my son in his class. I love this rebbe. I said to him, I said, you're not going to be able to appreciate my son because he's got... He's, he's a jumping bean. I said, So don't be, forgive me. I'm going to ask them to take my son out of your class and put him in the, in the other class. He said, Thank you so much. He said, Because I know your son. I love your son. He's a beautiful boy. I said, He's a good learner, but he's got jumping beans. He's, he's a Mexican jumping bean. And I can't handle that. I can't. It drives me crazy. And he knew he would be disciplining my son too much, he wouldn't appreciate him. Now, He's close to my son because he didn't have him in this class. And he appreciates him in a different way. He's a very, very, very mature Rebbe.
1: Yeah, Baruch Hashem. We, we have a, a, a beautiful Rebbe, Moshe But sometimes, uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's it's not... Uh, it's any school, any any. it doesn't matter if it's Jewish school, not Jewish school, public school. It's always a matter of uh, chemistry. You know, we got one of the texts about... A certain uh, uh, preference of uh, of the boys and a principal or girls and a principal. Right. Uh, uh, we don't want to come about. Uh, this is something that really that's life. You know, you you have a workers. You are working under the boss, as we said. Uh, and this is not is not work. You know.
0: The thing is like this. You know what? The thing is someone someone uh, uh, texting t- some the principals like one kid more than other kid. I think one of the hardest things for principal when I was a principal was to to try as hard as I can to make sure that nobody felt preference. And what I used to do when I was principal of school, from sixth grade and on, I used to have breakfast and lunch with a different kid every day. So this way, by the end of the year, with sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, I had each kid I ate either I ate breakfast with and lunch with at least two, three times. And this way, it was even. I didn't eat lunch but everybody. I, I had a date with them. They come to my office. They sit and they bring lunch up and they eat with me breakfast. And what was the point? The point was that every kid should have an opportunity to sit with me and connect with me. And whatever we said, we used to talk about different things. It wasn't a punishment. It was it was your lunch date with, with Rabbi Cohen. And that was my way of keeping everything as even as I can. But it was very hard. One kid said to me, "I wish I. I think I'm gonna start misbehaving." 'Cause you get you're much closer to the kids that misbehave. I said, Oh no, don't don't do that. They end up spending more time in my office. That's that's that uh uh but uh anyways. Uh anyways. So this is, this was a a, a, a pretty pretty good good solid show.
1: Yes. Anyways, and everybody missed you know what, let's take this show this the last caller. Hello. How are you on the putting
4: air? on M P?
1: How are you on the air?
4: M P M N P. Hello. Oh. Doing, Hi. Homework? Hi, you're doing
0: homework. Hi. How you doing homework? I'm
4: well. Yeah. What should we do if our, our school doesn't have identification and we're eighth graders and we really need it? It doesn't have what? Identification.
0: Alright. And you really need it. Uh, so that's something. Is it is it a privately owned school or is it a school that has a board? Do you know the difference? Is there like one person that owns your school, or does the, is there a board of directors? If the parents have a say, then the parents should say something. If it's owned by one person, I don't know what you could do. It's it's a hard one. Maybe you could have the parents, you know, ask and say, "We we need, you know, our kids need a little bit of a break." Do you think that would work? I don't think they're on
2: there.
0: That's a hard one. Anytime you, if kids are mature enough to express the need that they need something that they should have their parents bring it up. Parents at certain schools will listen. Yeah, yeah.
1: We know some, you know, the winter vacation and friends going, good traveling and you stay. It's, it's, It's an issue. It's an issue. I think that we, I, I think, I think that, uh, anyways. I think we so, finished the show.
0: So, this was a good show. I had a lot of good questions. I think that, uh, I think that we, I think that we're back. <laughs> I think that we're back. Uh, Hands out a sheet when two children fight and one child fill out and contribute to the fight. So this is a suggestion that we would two two children fight, so you hand out a sheet and have them fill out what they contributed to the fight. So my I know a kid, this was in seventh grade, two kids. They kept they took on themselves that they were going to be the shalom people in the class. And whenever there were two there was a fight, each one of them would take kid aside and try and talk to the kid on Whoa. the side. And they were macabre that on themselves that that was their job. And this class, they already graduated. They said that the whole class was different because they did this. Oh, great. And they carried it into camp also. And they were partners. And, and they, I never saw them as friends. But that was their That was their chavrusashah. So kids we, could do anything.
1: So we finish. We're finished. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you, Nisi. Thank you.